0: Kegs, they're the often overlooked part of getting beer from the brewery to the venue, to the taps and to your lips. I sat down with Mary Anne from Convoy to shed some light on these metal cylinders that play such an integral role in the world of beer. Thanks for coming and chatting to us. So Convoy kegs, like it's, um, it's essentially like a little back room isn't it like they're not really a display item what's so cool about convoy kegs
1: yeah i mean kegs very important they're an important part of like i guess the supply chain when it comes to i actually said this to somebody the other day when we were brewing um we did a pink uh, pink boots brew day at four pines and oh so your kegs and i'm like yeah you know so we're not really sort of the important part of someone's mind and they're like actually you're very important because without the kegs we can't get the beers out and don't get the beers out people aren't drinking and then you know so it, it really is and i was like oh that actually makes me feel better so I guess when we go to things everyone's sort of talking about their beers and what they're doing and then you know we're just that stainless steel. We've got
0: but kegs guys. Yeah, <laughs> we have
1: kegs um, but it turns out you don't know no, people they really do see that as an important part of their supply chain mm. it's just sometimes they forget about us and it's a last-minute order kind of a thing but that's yeah, yeah. okay we <laughs> always make it happen. I love it I love the kegs that we have because we're I guess we're changing it up in the industry we've yep. got the tracking happening we're really sort of investing a lot of money to make this tracking technology really work. We wanted to change things up in the way that um, pooling has been done in the past, and really sort of make it just easy. Set and forget, you know, you place your order, we deliver kegs, you don't have to do anything else. Like, yeah. you literally, we deliver them, you clean them, you fill them, you send them, the rest is on us. We wanted to make it as simple and least headache possible for our customers, and, and I think we've really achieved that.
0: Yeah, cool. So the tracking thing, I don't know what they are, they're the big bulky black thing. Yep. Sits on the side that breaks your knuckles when you try and roll them
1: Yep. Um, um, through your there, cauldron. There is a new version coming <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. There is a new because yeah, I
0: reckon heaps of brewers would know, and they would know what I'm talking about. Like when you're rolling your keg along, and you smack it on the, oh man, it hurts. But what does it actually do? Like what's it reading? Is it just reading, my keg's cold?
1: No, so it does It does a variety of things. There's a lot it can do. Um, yep. The main ones that I guess the customers want to know, and for us as well, is when it's at warehouse, when it leaves warehouse and goes to a brewery, when it's being cleaned, the temperature of that, where it then moves on to, uh, so, the next level of where it goes and also the temperature that it's being kept at when it's yep. moving through the supply chain. Yeah, okay. Queensland tends to be one of the places where we get a lot of people who will say, hey, well, not a lot, but you know, we get a request of, can you... Check this particular keg for me,
0: yep.
1: um, because the venue has said there's something wrong with the beer. Yeah, uh, and then you kind of go through it and you're like, ah, that's because the temperature variables They kept it outside yeah. for a week and it went from this to this, and <laughs> then they brought it back into storage and then they tapped it down here and um, and I think that information is really important, uh, you know, especially if you're paying for cold storage, as an yeah, example, yeah, and, and cold logistics and stuff. But. Um, but you know, what's what's a venue doing to your beer and um, and I guess. If a venue is leaving your beer and it's getting to a particular temperature, and then they're serving that, yep. customers and then you know maybe judging your beer not at its best, yep. um, and not through any fault of view, but because of what's happened outside once it's left your um, your brewery. So it's that kind of information, um, but then it also sort of allows us to go to places and find the kegs and so you know we might call a venue and they'll be like oh no we don't have any we don't have any of these kegs and yep. we're like yeah we are pinging there yeah oh are you for red ones yeah oh yeah we've got 20 of those do you want them <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah we'd like them back <laughs> it, it is cool when you call a venue and they're like how do you know yeah <laughs> it has a beacon on them the best story was in new zealand um a couple of people had had a big night out, um, and the publican sent us a video of our kegs going walkabouts, and then, because you could you could then figure out which kegs were at that venue yep, um, because of the movements, and then you could see them pinging at the person's house yeah, down right. the road, and it's so like, they just got drunk, picked up a couple of kegs, and then took them home. Um, they kept pinging, and I was like, oh, I don't know if we want to go that far of knocking <laughs> on someone's door, but. It was really cool. We could yeah. still see where it was. I don't know what they ended up doing. But yep. It was just funny seeing the video and then being able to track it and then tracking it to the exact address that it was sitting Yeah. In. So as long as there's low frequency wi-fi we're good but we are working on new um on a new technology we've recently acquired another company but basically they also were doing um very similar things yep. they're now joining sort of part of what we're doing yeah okay and then that's expanding even th- further i spoke to one of our guys and he was showing me something different to what i thought we were moving on to so yeah every day it's evolving and every day it's something different. And this was going to be using a different um, pinpoint, I guess, in the way that they were going to be doing it. So I'm I'm really excited as to what's coming. So that was version one and it was new and it was the first like we're the first to have done it. Yep. and so, you know, it obviously has its its little teething stuff. And yeah. We're learning as the customers sort of tell us. And then from there, we've just gone and created a second, then went, actually, no, nah, we're, we're going to maybe not even look at that now. Yeah. And we're already on version three before version two even came out. Oh, yeah, right. We're just evolving. Like, as we're kind of listening to what customers are telling us they want, and as different people, and we're, and we're looking at doing it internationally as well. So we want to make sure we've got a product that's going to work everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Um, and given that we've just recently started in Europe as well, in the UK. We've just got to make sure we've got one system that is going to please everyone, and mm. it's it's the one thing that... And we don't want any more people getting, you know, their yeah. knuckles wrapped in yeah. Big old. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> so this is going to be completely different. It'll sit more inside the chime. It's a little bit thicker than version 2, but it's flatter. So, yeah, like okay. this, yeah it's pretty awesome.
0: This interview break, Brought to you by our friends at Convoy. Beer comes with hops, and when do we use them? So, old school brewing, uh, well, not even really old school, it was pretty recently still, but um, with the launch of hazies and things like that, everyone's using hops a lot differently now, but traditionally what they really used was, if you use dry hop at all, um, it was very, very minimal. There wasn't a lot of hop utilized at all. Like if you were doing three grams per liter of hops, that was like exciting and a lot. Um, nowadays some brewers are pushing 15 20 um, all sorts of different high volume hops into a beer now what does all that mean so when you brew beer um, you need hops uh, to add bitterness and to do that you generally add that um, at different times in the boil and you add it at different times in the boil because it will extract so the longer that these things sitting in the hot wort as they're boiling the more oils and that that you'll extract but it doesn't necessarily mean that if you throw them all in at the start, you're going to extract more. So they're going to extract out pretty quickly, um, but it just more depends on how much um, volatility of that bitterness you want in your beer. So different beers, think of things like Forex Bitter, VB Bitter and things like that. They use what's called an IsoHop, and so they're just injected into the beer pretty much after it's fermented, and they get that balance of bitterness using the ISO hop that they add to the beer after it's all fermented and it's going into Bright. So they have a machine, obviously they're big-ass breweries, they push it in and that's when it adds the bitterness because that's how they get their product with such a huge brewery and consistency of millions and millions of liters every year um, to pump out like that us craft brewers we don't like doing that we like to be crafty we like to have that nuance we like to do it what we want so we add these hops um, and we generally design a recipe we add the hops at the start of the boil to get that little bit of bitterness in there that we want and it's different hops do different things in the boil you don't always want um, certain hops to be used for bitterness. Some hops just aren't nice bittering, and some hops are great. Wrong one. So you obviously have to buy new kegs. What's the, like, does it track the life? say like is there so many refills and unrefilled, like empties like does it refill and empty is there so much life to a keg or is it it just keeps going
1: well kegs have like a 30 year life yeah okay cycle to them so they're, they're pretty sturdy little things mm. and then we obviously will refurb them they say every sort of seven years but we our kegs consistently go through services anyway so yep. if it you know somebody says look we've got a seal issue or we think there might be an issue with that we get people to put a big queue on them send them back Um, We get them down to services, they'll basically pull that whole keg apart, pressure test it, clean it um refurb the whole thing and yeah. just put it back on the market again. We're one of the only ones that can do that in Australia at the moment. Like yeah. is
0: it like a thing that like one person does it as a side job or there's just enough to do all the time that there's a whole department that
1: I oh know it's yeah it's it's a company of its own corporate yeah, right. services. They that's all they do but they don't do, just do it for us as well. So yep. they do it for customers who have their own kegs. Yep. Um who'll manage their own fleets. They also we also sell kegs so they they do that kind of side of things yeah, as well. Okay. So they do the selling of kegs and they hold everything there because we get to offer people a bit of everything so we're not just kind of going you can only do rentals through us yeah well no if you need to buy your own fleet we encourage that as well yeah Um, if you want to manage your own then you know
0: yeah if you're not selling out to wholesale what do you need to rent kegs for
1: yeah yeah so we've got the three offerings is um, rentals leasing cash flow side you yep. can't actually buy them we can lease them to you and then the purchase side which you know you can come through us or you know straight to servicing and yeah they do yeah so they it's a big old warehouse in yeah. Dandenong and it's it's pretty impressive to see the different parts changing the spheres the way that um they do like the silk screen printing and stuff like so I love going there I've yeah. been there a few times but every time I go I'm like what do you guys got on now? <laughs> like it's go through here and the equipment's just so massive and then you know you're dunking something here and can you See the bubbles there, and taking notes. Yeah. I forget next time I come over, but I'm taking notes anyway. But it's brilliant, yeah. Yeah. I love it.
0: So obviously, like a lot of breweries use 50s. What other sizes are there? I know you can get 30s, but do you guys do 20s or 10s or anything? Or where does it where does it stop?
1: Majority of ours is just the two, so the 50s and the 30s. Yeah. Um, somebody messaged me, and they wanted to order. I think it was like uh, 82 30 liters, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't have them at the moment. Um, and he, he said, oh, don't you know 30s is the new 50s? And I was like, oh, is that a thing? Like, is is this real? And I think I was having one of those moments and I actually thought that I was like Carrie from Sex and the City and I was like, I'm just going to blog an email out to everybody. I'm just going to write it in this really, cool I don't know, like, yeah. you know. Somewhere in there, I thought I was really cool. But it was the one email that I have sent that I had 70% response rate right. to, to Brewers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, What? People actually want to tell me about this stuff. And it was amazing the amount of feedback that I got for it. And it turns out like 30 liters is a thing we got on it pretty quickly and got containers ordered they got here um, and then they literally flew out the door wow. so i think we'll probably be needing more more um, and it's you know for high abv stuff yeah oh side of things yeah as well. for the
0: lifting so component
1: um and they're also kind of the reason that they you know the way, the feedback we're getting is the 50 liters um can be quite big for some but the 30 liters is just the right amount as opposed to going from a 50 to a 20. yep um, so we haven't gone down the 20 route um, and even asking a follow-up to that email was you know would you look at 20s most people we, we had a maybe a few people that were like yeah look you know 20s would probably work best for us but majority were like nah, we're good with the 30s yeah. and, and it's it's a small enough vessel that's not taking away from a 50 um, and the price point still works well
0: yeah cool this interview break brought to you by our friends at bintani and we're back i nearly drank out of this so if you've ever been offered one of these to eat um don't do it it's really really bitter and the reason for that is all the alpha acids um, and the oils that are in there they attack your face so this is not a lot of, beer, uh, of hops needed to bitter a beer you add that early on in the boil so generally in the boil the boil goes for about uh, normally 60 to 75 minutes depending on your, um, on your brew kit um, but you generally add these in about the first 10-15 minutes sometimes though now with the new boil hops um, that boil Add boil is getting less and less of the amount of hops that you add in for bitterness, and it's also getting later and later in the boil. Because what happens is when the hops go into the, um, the hot wort, oils come out pretty quickly, and the, the brewer needs to balance that bitterness that he wants. So, things like all your hazy, juicy beers that you don't want a lot of bitterness in that, you want that really nice, cloudy, puffy, big mouthfeel, which they do with the malt, um, but the bitterness. They don't want a lot of bitterness in there. They just need something to hold up that structure. But then after that, they use the dry hop. So a lot of the hops they take out of the boil, um, and they don't take it out physically, but they take the hops volume out that they usually would add, and they put that into the dry hop with the big juicy hop. So that's where you get the juicy hops that are coming. So sometimes you're going to add hops like two days into ferment and then again at four days. And that's when you get double dry hop beers or DDH, as a lot of people, you know. What is it? It's not that exciting, it's just a marketing term. You would have heard Charlie talk about it in the first episode. So anyway, yeah, that's how you get hop flavor into beer, both bitterness, flavor, and aroma. So, uh, pretty cool. What's fun about Convoy, like, is there is there fun?
1: I think it's the people. The people I work with are amazing. Like, we've got a really good culture. Like, everyone, like, we all just work together really well, and everyone sort of gets together and everyone chips in. We all want to know what's going on, and we're all invested into, you know, kind of making our business. Be the way it is and you know the brand the way it is and we love what we do and yeah so like wherever you'll see us like we're always having a great time and it's not it's not a show but you know oh we'll pretend we like each other we actually genuinely like love working with one another yeah
0: so recently we were at the indies party yes. um up here for queensland but i know you guys down in sydney you throw a big party we did the wa one as well with you yeah is, okay yeah yeah so supporting the industry like that is um is really cool is that just for Obviously, it's for business, like it's marketing and business-wise as well. But it's also because you want to be in the industry uh, yeah, and be seen as that. We want sort to be like... there
1: with our customers. Like we basically want to partner. So we mm. want to make sure that you're growing. If you grow, we grow. We want to make sure that everyone is actually on board and achieving what they want. And we don't want to be the people to not make that happen. Yeah. So, but you know, but we genuinely want to see everybody succeeding. You know, and that's from the top down. Like you know. We don't even really have a, a, I say this from the top down, I, only because I see them as management, but yeah. we don't really even have that structure. Like you come to our office, and no one has a separate office. Like Adam yeah. sits in with the team, yeah. um, you know, our CEO, we've got a new CEO starting, he's gonna be sitting in with, like we're all on the same floor, yeah, we're cool. all in the same office, like it's an open space, no one has like their own private office because I'm, you know, management and whatnot. No, that's yep. not a thing for us. Um, yeah you know, you can walk in and ask a question to just about anybody and everyone's available to respond to that. Mm. But they also, everybody wants to know about the customers. What's the customers going through? What can we do to help? You know, um, how do we help the industry? So whether it be something like what you guys have created or, you know, whether it be for a pink boots Event, whether it be you know for somebody that's just starting out, like we're mm. it's an industry we all love. Like everyone's been in the industry. Like all the founders have been in the industry for forever. Nick has been he he's had a brewery. Yeah, he's been through all that. Adam, just you know same thing. He still does. Yep. Like the fact that we're already in or they've already been in the industry and now to sort of branch out and just be there to support everyone, especially as we come out of COVID. Um, yeah. Look, it was good. To see that people were still around and still yeah. sort of surviving um, what happened, and it was a shit time for just about everybody. Yeah. I mean, it was even for us, right? We yeah, yeah. Get kegs out there. No one's
0: and opening, allowed to open their bars or venues. Then exactly.
1: So kegs aren't um, really. You know, and we did recently also do a, a thing to get kegs back and empty them. Yeah. We do charge an empty fee, but there was so, many, so much stock that was being held there um, for customers and it was gonna cost a fortune. Yep. Um, we're just like, you know what? Just get them back to us. We're doing it over a period of this month. Get your kegs back, we'll empty them. We'll get them back in trade yeah. um, and you don't have to pay for it. And so many customers are like, oh, thanks so much for, for helping us out on that. Yeah. Because the sheer cost of it is, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's all right, because like, you think, you don't realize how many kegs a brewery needs until you start putting it into beer. But like a thousand litre um, brew, that's like 20 kegs. Yeah. And that's three pallets.
1: But then having um, dumped that at like $14 a keg. Yeah. Um, and the less you have to do that and we can help that help out with that, then that money is focusing back on what you do best. Yep. Um, and then it just the kegs are going to come back anyway, right? Yeah. So that money goes back into into brewing. Yep. And you get the kegs and then we're getting fresh beers out. Like it's, yeah, it's it's, it's a great industry to be in. I love it. I love yeah. all the customers. Um, I love traveling. I'm always, always yep. here.
0: On the road. Yeah, yeah.
1: I always kind of feel like I might need to move to Queensland. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming and chatting to us. Oh, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for sponsoring us and helping us out as well. Like it's, as you said before, it's that symbiotic relationship. We all help each other and cool. It's, it's what we enjoy about the industry. It's why we started this um, podcast, but
1: yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, to, that's happy to be on board with you guys. Yeah.
0: And thanks to Lee. Lee's not here, but we're at White Lies in yeah. <laughs> Sumner Park at the moment, but um, yeah. Thanks to Lee here at White Lies for us enjoying his hazy craze beer and all right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Thanks
1: for having me.